Joining me first up in the show, Eliza Owen from uh, CoreLogic, because uh, what we're seeing, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is uh, about COVID and how it's uh, how it's performing or how markets are reacting to it differently around Australia. Uh, and interesting, too, that some of the regional markets are actually performing quite well. Eliza Owen from CoreLogic joins me. Good morning, Eliza. Kevin, thanks for having me. Thank you for uh, joining us. Well, the the home value index uh, indicated, and I guess in a way not terribly surprising, but the Melbourne market performing worst out of all the cap cities around Australia, Eliza. Yeah, that's right. So Melbourne so far has seen a cumulative decline in property values of 3.5% since the end of March. Uh, we're sort of calling the end of March as a good uh, date for stamping the onset of coronavirus in Australia because that's uh, the month where we recorded our 100th case. And it's also the month where we saw the rollout of stage two restrictions. Of course, then, yeah, down 3.5. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, of course, too, Melbourne, a bit of a cot case now with uh, moving into level four restrictions and uh, you know, it's going to have a dramatic impact on the market. But the the other point that we should raise too is that it's also um, has the highest level of net overseas migration, which is obviously going to impact it enormously. Yeah, so over 2018 and 2019, Melbourne saw about 77,000 people um, come from overseas uh, and, and that was sort of the net uh, overseas migration level. Um other capital city regions have seen very low levels of exposure. For example, I think Queensland had about 10,000 in the same year. So um, when we consider that international borders are closed and that those new international migrants are an enormous source of new housing demand for the likes of Sydney and Melbourne, uh, it's no surprise then that that's created a real demand shock to to the housing market. Mm. If we look at the cap cities themselves, I mean, Canberra, I uh, was talking to some uh, people in Canberra just this morning. Um, and unfortunately, in that market, uh, the media talking about it being a bit of a bubble, but quite opposed from that. I think the Canberra market's demonstrated to us the importance of employment in this because the the, the number of public servants in Canberra has certainly held that market up, um, you know, largely uh, driven through rentals, of course. Yeah, and uh, so I think what's interesting is that when we look at the property value movements in the ACT since the end of March, values are up 1.3%. And I think uh, this is almost what you would expect property prices to do when the cash rate is reduced to a level this low. So there is an element of um, cheap borrowing sort of helping to fuel an increase in prices. But at the end of the day, uh, people still have the capacity to borrow and buy because there are good public service jobs in the region, because incomes are relatively high. And I think just anecdotally talking to people from Canberra, there's a bit of an element of um, dual incomes where Mm. people really move back to the ACT to sort of settle down and, and buy a house together. So that's probably supporting the market at the moment as well. Good to see Darman, uh, although that market uh, is, has recorded a zero growth, um, in, in the early stages of corona, it was actually outperforming the rest of the markets in Australia. Yeah, so we saw that through um, uh, March to March May, and there, April. Was, yeah. there was a, a bit of an uplift in growth in Darwin. And this was, to be honest, this was similar with Perth as well. Those markets were just starting to recover 
after her about six years of decline from the fallout of the mining sector. Um, migration was going the right way. We saw um, the unemployment rate kind of steadying. Mm. Um, and I think once we can get ahead of COVID, those markets will really have an opportunity to, to return to that upswing phase. Yeah. Talking locally now, Brisbane um, yeah, has recorded in, in, in your report uh, zero, uh, points Point six, sorry, zero point six of a decline. Yeah. Which, which, if you look at it uh, over the last, uh, you know, three or four months, it, it hasn't really declined as much as I would have thought. I, I mean, to me, it seems like a very stable market. If you look at all the other markets, capacity markets in Australia. Absolutely, and I think that's the important thing to remember about the Brisbane market relative to, say, Sydney and Melbourne, is that because it didn't have the same boom times um, between 2014 and 2017 and more recently, halfway through last year to the beginning of this year, you know, Sydney and Melbourne quarterly growth rates were peaking at around 6.4% in a quarter. Uh, For Brisbane, the peak quarterly growth rate was about 2%. So there's a lot more stability in that market. And because of that, I wouldn't expect to see the same level of decline in Brisbane as we would see in Sydney and Melbourne. It's one of the things that we've said about the Brisbane market for so long now is that it's a relatively stable market. It doesn't have the huge peaks and troughs. And this is where we can see the advantage of this is, you know, while the growth may be moderate, uh, we're not going to see those big declines that you might see in Sydney and Melbourne, which we've seen historically over the last couple of decades, Eliza? Yeah, I I think that's exactly right, Kevin. And obviously there are pockets, just like there are pockets in Sydney and Melbourne where you're going to have more stress than others. For for Brisbane, the inner city unit market was a a pain point for a long time. Uh, The supply really starting to tighten there as uh, we came through that upswing last year. Um, But, yeah, I think generally it's been a much more stable market. Yeah, I, I want to, just before I let you go, I, I want to talk about uh, a trend that we're noticing and I want to see if you're, you're seeing anything about it as well. And that is because Queensland's now relatively, I mean, we're cut off from the rest of the world, in fact, but uh, it's a relatively safe area for COVID and not as safe as Canberra, I've got to say, although you know, Canberra's got some restrictions, but um, they've had no new cases there for, I think, something like five weeks as opposed to the five days in Queensland. But is Queensland becoming a, a bit of a, a honeypot for, for people wanting to move here because it's perceived to be safer? So I think there's a couple of things going on there. If we look to the migration data before COVID, Queensland was actually the highest recipient of interstate migrants. So um, if we look to people moving from New South Wales and Victoria, for example, they were going to Queensland before the onset of COVID-19. Mm. And that was driven by factors of uh, relative affordability, um, you Sunshine. Know, lifestyle. Exactly. That... that um, <laughs> more climate yeah um, that's right sort of yeah so i think that COVID is something that's probably exacerbating that trend but we have to remember at the moment with borders shut and um confidence down across new south wales and victoria there's probably going to be less buying activity in the short term long term though i think this is something that could really boost the southeast queensland market in particular Mm, going to be interesting to see what does happen whether people are willing to buy into queensland 
you know, remotely, uh, but uh, I, I guess only time will tell. Just before you go, very quickly, let's touch on auction stats because uh, Brisbane this weekend, according to the CoreLogic auction market preview, 109 auctions in Brisbane, 275 in Melbourne, 692 in Sydney. Sydney hasn't really come back much. Melbourne, of course, because of the restrictions there, Eliza, we're seeing uh, that, that really taper down. But uh, Brisbane's been recording some fairly good clearance rates. Uh, I think last week's final clearance rate was 51.4%. And anything in Brisbane over 50% is is a pretty good result. Especially off the back of these relatively high auction numbers as well. Yes. Uh, I don't think we've seen uh, over 100 auctions across Brisbane since early April. Um, so really interesting to see that the demand is coming back alongside those auction volumes and could be another sign that... Um, you know, people are looking into state and, and demanding property as well. Mm, week on week, over 100. So that's a, that's a good sign. Let's, let's hope it continues. Uh, Eliza, thank you very much. Always a great font of knowledge. Uh, Eliza, of course, from CoreLogic. Thanks very much for your time, Eliza. Thanks, Kevin.